Della Rose, welcome to the Projector Success Hub and uh, recording is in progress. Thank you for being here. So, okay. you, yeah. Hi everyone, my <laughs> name is, thank you for the tape. Thank you. For, um, I'm tuning in from Australia, um, an hour and a half south of Sydney in a place called Barrel. And um, I'm a mental projector, 1-3 profile, and my name is Della Rose Ruby Meyer. I've done this all backwards. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I'm a visionary. I'm an astrologer. I'm a designer and a healer. I'm a psychic medium for a long time, though I don't really call myself that per se because it's my second nature and I don't see it as something that is you know oh like I'm like a psychic or I'm a medium or it's like yes I have those skills and abilities though that isn't where I positioned myself them through their life designing their life and directing that whether it be the room in their house or whether it be a whole development for them it's like I blend and work with them and work with the individual and work with their energy. And we do that. I do that through astrology. I do that through my psychic awareness, through my ability to see the future and understand where we're heading. So if I'm working with commercial businesses, I understand where business is heading um, and where people are going to start to gravitate towards. So I tend to be a little bit ahead of myself because of that. So because of all of those different qualities, it's been extremely challenging to say who I am when people say, okay, tell me what you do. It's like, well, I do all of these things. You know, I bring all of me to the, uh, to the uh, equation and I'm not just selective and saying I'm only one thing because I'm many things. And the, the more I've started to understand and embrace the mental projector qualities, I'm appreciating that, yes, it is a part of my design to be all those things and that it isn't being scattered. And so deconditioning all of that old programming has been It's cutting out. I'm not sure if it's your side. Lost you, Jack. Oh, okay. So I think it might be me. Let me. Let me just. All right. Hold on. We might need. I might need to. Let's see if this works. Oh, you're closer to the router that way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, that should be okay. Let's have a look. Hold on. Right. Is this, <laughs> is this good? Deconditioning. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, yeah, well, that's where I left off was that, so that's been the challenge is 
being able to um, understand your gifts, understand your qualities, but then how to bring them out so that people can really receive them and appreciate and value the the um, multifaceted being that you are and what a gift you are in being in front of them and how they can utilize that in many ways because people are used to only dealing with people in a one-dimensional way you know I'm employing the baker the baker's going to bake my cake mm. or I'm employing the builder the builder's going to build my house but when it comes to um, these these um, qualities and gifts that I bring, they are multidimensional. They are multifaceted, you know, moving from being, uh, you know, hospitality to healer to designer to yoga teacher to, you know, all of these things. It has given me such a scope to understand the human being and understand them emotionally mentally as well as psychologically so it's a benefit and not just that your wealth of experience and your unique perspective so you're drawing on past life information you're drawing on your astrology you're drawing on all the stuff um to bring to that to bring to that person to to serve them but um and that's the thing, I think when we, we opened up, I asked you, I said, what is your, how do I introduce you? And you said, oh, this is the problem. I'm this and this and this. And then I said, just explain that because this is what a lot of projectors are suffering with. They're like, oh, you know, do I have to niche? Do I have to, um, how do I present myself? How do I choose one thing? And you don't just be your frequency and allow what shows up to show up, you know, and, and uh, because the right people, when you're living who you are and, and having fun with what you're creating and sharing in the world and being visible, you're going to get invited into the correct opportunities for you. So you don't always have to, you know, set things up and create a group and da, 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 da. there's so many ways that you can you can just be in the world. That's so true. That's so true, you know, and that's really what it's about, because um you're bringing all of these different elements to the table and you're not sure which one you're going to really need so how do you put yourself forward for that role because you're like well I can bring a lot of different things to this you know but if you sell yourself in one area only then you've just sold yourself short in all these other areas which is an unfortunate reality and it's more about now working with the what I call the energetic dimensions. And as we can feel, they're changing rapidly. They're really changing. And I feel that they're changing more and more and they're opening up more and more for people like us to be more seen mm. for the benefit, of, the benefit of being multifaceted, you know, whereas before people have been accoladed if they have one strength in one area, Whereas now people are going to see the value in having somebody that actually is a bit more multidextrous mm. and can shift on that on that shifting carpet and can self-adjust and go, oh, well, yeah, no, I can handle that. No, I know it wasn't what I was employed to do, but I can handle that. Mm. You know, it's sort of, and being valued for that, being valued think, for that. Yeah, I know, 100%. And I just want to talk about it from a business perspective like mm. online business so I decided to go for a micro niche um with the projector success hub to focus on one group that I know I can serve really well because of my own unique experience but within that group which is a narrow niche 
projectors, mm. projectors in business and projectors who want to be successful in business and life, there is a broad scope. So there is energy work, there is alignment work, there is human design soul maps and helping them with their messaging and their mastery. There's storytelling, um, there's teaching content for online business and bringing in all of my skills into that one area. So there's one, one you know, being online, there, it, there is a value when you are beginning to build your um, personal brand and to, to start generating revenue for yourself to live in the online space. It's great to really focus on a micro niche because it's so loud out there. But I will say it hasn't that hasn't stopped me from drawing in generators. I work with manif- I've got like a manifesting generator. I've got three clients, one manifesting generator, two manifesting generators and one generator who I'm working on content sales with and messaging mastery with. And they find you. And so it's that's what I mean about frequency and like you it you don't need to be limited but even if you are going to start off by creating a micro niche and focus online you will find that people will come to you anyway so that's one way of of looking at it but and what to build on what you're saying yeah it's about bringing all of the talents and working out how do I want to express those yeah 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 I'm finding that um, what I'm starting to see, and I've received, been receiving downloads of this, is um, how businesses are going to change as we go forward into the future, and there'll be a restructuring of that, and how people will be employed will also change and be restructured, and it won't be so much uh, people working for a wage as it will be people actually becoming contractors and subcontractors to businesses where businesses are investing in the subcontractor and the subcontractor is investing in the business. So there's more reciprocity and there's a chance for a shareholding rather than all this money going to, you know, things like workers' compensation and all of this hoo-ha that ends up more in the government's benefit and gain than it does in the business owner or the employee's gain. So it's shifting the tables and the dynamics of that and becoming a little bit more entrepreneurial in how you structure a business so that you become more collaborative and working more as a unit. And I really see this and it it just keeps streaming through and I'm going, you know, maybe this is why it's hard to really get your teeth into something at this time because we are in this transitive stage, you know? Oh God, you've just hit the nail on the head. Like I see that too and I feel it and I know that that's part of my midwifery, like this cooperative alliance and building collaborative. And um, I love the way that you're seeing that future, you're forecasting that that trends and that shift and especially with the digital age that people want to move around we don't want to be stuck in one place going to the same even covid like the pandemic started that it started the dispersion process of the dissolution of the old paradigm of business going to work getting on a train getting on a crowded cattle you know being like a sheep or the cow stuck in this, this thing in the morning going to the office it broke that that was like a big shattering of that old model and people are like hey I can work at home hey I I can be hired you know and it is more entrepreneurial people are realizing they don't want to be slaves and that is what my work is about on this planet it's about liberating people from bondage whether it's emotional spiritual or financial and 
and exchanging money for time as well. Like projectors, we're here to leverage our knowledge and our wisdom. We're not here to. That's right. Yeah. And it's going to be more things like where there'll be um, a negotiation, which is why I keep moving towards this subcontracted model, because it'll be a negotiation. It's saying, okay, you want me to look after a certain thing for a certain duration of time. Well, that requires a retainer and a percentage, you know, so that everybody can win something. So no, you may not be able to employ somebody at, you know, $260 an hour, eight hours a day or or what have you but you may be able to offer them a retainer with a piece of the upside at the end you know there'll be these different types of negotiations as we go forward and it's you know where we're at at the moment is we're getting hung up on um, the money because it's spoken about so liberally everywhere on YouTube, uh, the influencers, you know, Facebook, Instagram, you know, everybody's coming across like they're this magna, you know, they're hugely successful and they've got all these followers. So they must be making, you know, six, seven figures a year. And is that true? This is where I really keep coming back to in my talks that I do on YouTube is, is that true? This is what we've got to keep asking ourselves because we're living in this world. And is that a realistic thing to believe in? Because is that true for us? You know, and you've got to come back to that and go, well, no. And actually to try to make that happen would require this much more energy from me and this much more time for me. And is that truly possible? And if the answer is no, then you have to be honest with that. And you have to really receive that and start to work with what is possible for you. And this is where uh, we can talk about Jupiter going into Taurus, which we will, because I know, Jess, you're going to share about Jupiter in human design. I'm so keen to hear about that. And then I'll chime in with this, because this is where we're, we are reevaluating our philosophy around wealth. You know, that is the highest spectrum of Jupiter in Taurus. And uh, so we'll go into that more, but yeah. <laughs> I think this is wonderful um, because also what you were talking about there is that my own story has been around I was literally plucked out well I wasn't plucked I chose it as well but I there's like destiny path and then there's co-creation so we're living in this paradox of having a, a, a defined pathway and then the potentials and the possibilities within that and I let me hang on I'm going to pause this video and go in and put my charger on um bear with me well, actually, let me finish this, this thought. Um, and I was taken out of my old life where I had money and I was making good money and I was and everything was cool. I had all the structures and then it was gone and I had nothing, just the clothes on my back. And since then, I have received, I had to learn to receive in a way that wasn't 3D. So I receive what I need as I need it. Money flows to me as I need it. Housing flows to me as I need it. So I was learning to renegotiate my understanding of how to be abundant and be wealthy, what that really meant for me at that over those transitional points over the last four years. And um, it's about, yeah, being in, a, in your own timeline and in a, your own 
um, a receiving mode to how you can be supported by life and understanding, releasing old conditioning and paradigms about, I need to be self-sufficient. I need to do this. I need to earn money in a certain way. When yesterday, even let me give you the joke. I literally wrote down, I would like to receive 200 pounds in 10 days to buy some clothes. Within hours, I had a hundred pounds worth of clothes of the actual items that I desired <laughs> collected by someone and delivered to me on they're coming up a few days from now. And it's like, that's how easy it is. You know, you just tune into like this one, it's what I need, you know? And uh, so there's 120 flowing to me from somewhere from that little experiment of just playing with it. Right. Um, I love it. Yeah. I and love it. it. <laughs> I can, as you were describing that, I could see it was almost like you were working with the the threads. You know, it's like what are they? Uh, the weavers, the spell weavers. You know, the spell weavers. The magic that they work with is their ability to see the threads within the cosmic atmosphere and the realms and pull that thread and weave that thread and construct that thread into a spell that can bring benefit, you know, but as we know, we spelled the, you know, it's like the Rumpelstiltskin, you know, it's, there's always a reciprocity. There's always an exchange. So we're always aware of that with spell casting, which is why we do an offering at the same time. Yeah. You know, offering something as you're asking for something, you're offering something. And that's the whole, that is the whole gamut of a spell, really to perform a spell properly where you're not attracting karma and you're not attracting any uh, maligning type energy that can attach itself to you the key to it always is to bring an offering so you know if you're asking something from the stream you might bring honey to the stream so that you're bringing honey to the goddess of the water to sweeten her you know and things like this and it's sort of just showing deep respect for these yeah. resources wait though i love <laughs> what you said i just love it because it links in with all of the work that i do with the earth and the earth magic and you know really being connected to the earth but um i how it how it, how the reciprocity happened for me it popped into my mind yesterday to out of nowhere to to serve somebody else in a way so I actually offered out I plucked it it just came, dropped in and I reached out to someone I know and I said have you been trained in raking and she was like no and I said would you like the attunement and so that came to me and I attuned her so it was like as I received from there Peter you know robbing Peter to give to Paul it's not robbing but you receive from here yeah, yeah that's a spell that's a spell so you were weaving that thread and then binding that and then pushing that energy that way, you know, which is like, this is the Qigong, this is the Tao, this is all of it, you know. So when we talk about all these things, really part of my uh, calling of late, I feel, has been to simplify everything because there's so much complexity. And now as the world is cracking open and there's so much of this esoteric knowledge coming to the forefront and becoming mainstream, and it's full of so much complexity that what I like to do is just to bring it back to a very simple, simple narrative because they're all connected. It's all connected because it's all energy. And once you understand energy, it gets extremely simple, you know, but up until that point, you go through all the indoctorates and all the books and all of the study and all of the history and and uh, the mystics only to come back to the very equation that it's all energy and it's about being responsible in how you use that energy 
hundred percent. I gotta, I've gotta go in because the battery's gonna die. So bear with me for one second. But it's like that simple phrase that people have misunderstood for millennia that Jesus brought brought to us, which was, "As you give, give unconditionally, and you will receive." And it's these simple, as you say, these simple teachings. that are deeply metaphysical and energetic, but people just didn't understand. Yeah, this is right. And this is where I'm really going with this. And actually, oh my goodness, I'm starting to get jolts. I forgot to mention, if if people see me, if you see me jolting, it's because I channel and the energy comes through so strong that it just moves my body like electricity. Anyhow, um, that what you just said then is just so apparent for now because we have been caught up so much in language and this is where we now have to unravel ourselves from all the language because the language is is what is keeping us programmed because we've been programmed through the words and as we know words are spells and it's like we've been spell casted, you know, and now we have to undo all of those spells. And so even adopting similar language is keeping the spell alive and casted over oneself. And to break free of all of this is somewhat challenging because it does require passages of isolation um, to really attune to how is that vibration affecting me? Because I know how my friend feels or I know how my my family, family feel but how is it affecting me as the individual and and not allow ourselves to be talked out of something so easily because sometimes we can easily get talked out of something because somebody else didn't feel it too and we go oh that must be me wow and then we just bypass ourselves again and again and again and I guess just my story is similar to yours different but similar in you know sort of going from from uh you know self-made working very hard and making a lot of money then and and then marrying a lot of money ridiculous you were a multi-millionaire can we just put it out there yeah yeah I, i was a multi-millionaire and then i did a development and i wasn't a developer I wasn't even formally a designer on the high scale of things, but here I was doing a development, being asked to do this development because I didn't think the same as everybody else, because I thought differently, because I had a vision, because I could see over the horizon and they wanted somebody that could see over the horizon because they didn't want this to be normal. Mm. And it ended up, uh, it, it won me number two in the world for sustainable design and I got the best in Australia and the best in the state for sustainable design and here's the clincher I don't draw so I don't sit in front of a computer and work with an architectural firm there was no architect for this development I worked with the draftsmen builders and contractors and I communicated and because I could visualize and I could see and I could hear what the land was wanting and what needed to happen. And I could see what people would be needing to feel. My gift is creating atmosphere and Mm -hmm. I move people through atmosphere. And uh, so the project 
is in Queensland, in Australia here, and uh, it was 172 lot development, very, very big development, and it became a freak. And still to this day, nobody has surpassed that. But yet, it's such a magnitude of ward, it's been so overlooked in this country at the same time, because it's like, well, how could she win that, you know, like, how could that happen? But it did happen. It did happen. And then I went and did it for a grocery chain of stores as well. And I created visual merchandising that shifted their whole brand image from being here to being up here. And now they're becoming one of Australia's premium uh, supermarket whole food chains. You know, so, I mean, I have done this and people have watched me do it. I worked for them for five years and created those looks for them. And so... But then what happened to me is I went through a very, very heavy betrayal and I was betrayed by my husband and my business, who was my business partner as well. So it was a double whammy. And then it was, you know, I said goodbye to my home. I said goodbye to my horses. I said goodbye to the life that I had known to now be living a very simple life and going, okay, well, what just happened? And how do I start again? Because not just my life changed, my friendships changed, my way of life changed, everything changed, my perspective changed because I'd gone from no money to lots of money to then what happened to my money? How do I make my money again? You know, it's like, what? what? How, does, how does this happen to somebody? And And so, you know, and trying to hold myself together and deal with the grief and the tragedy of that and not having a family that I could turn to and cry on their shoulder and not have groups of friends that were going to ring me up and say, hey, girl, let's just go out and, you know, let's just have have a drink and let it all go. It's like, no. And then even working with people like yourself, Jess, because people like yourself became my anchors because they were the only people that could truly understand what was going on Mm. because it was showing in my astrology. It was showing in my human design Mm. that I had to be stripped back and deconditioned so that I could actually understand the magic that I carried because up until that point, I was truly a puppet that was just like, oh yeah, you want me to do that? Okay, I'll do that. But I was doing it because I wanted to please them and appease them rather than doing it because I knew that was inside of me. Do you see? They were actually inviting me to do things that I didn't even know I was capable of doing until Mm -hmm. I did it. And so then because I didn't know I was capable of doing it, how could I value it? How could I value on it how could I even charge or build them effectively for something like that mm. you know so these are all the equations and so that's what I've all that's what I've been percolating and it's taken me four years to really heal and go into all of the trauma because a lot of trauma got woken up from a very long time ago and as I think we mentioned in our conversation uh the beginning uh, a week ago, Jess was it, it was past life, you know, because I feel like I've been healing genetic karma for women, you know, of how we've been sort of casted, outcasted, and just tossed aside. Like, oh, well, near enough's good enough. Oh, that's all you need. You don't need much to get on with. Long as long as he can move on and have all of his glory, you you don't need anything. Mm-hmm. Long as you can just survive, fine. Mm-hmm. And it's like this. 
these are all of the things, all of the things that I've been witnessing and seeing. And so I can see my life is on a journey to help women with these realities. And I've helped quite a few women with, with divorce issues, actually, and how to actually articulate what they're trying to say because people don't listen to them they don't have a voice a lot of times and you know and so now it's learning the value of things it's learning what the value of things and this brings me into the jupiter a little bit as well because we have lost our sight in what we place value on and this is what has to be readdressed because i can confess that when I had a lot, I had lost my ability to understand the true value yeah. of something. And it wasn't until that went yeah. that then I go, oh, geez, actually, I didn't really value how much I had when I had it. And now I see that. And so I know I'm not alone in that. It's just I don't think many people want to own that, you know, but that was the reality. And that helps me also now in my life as I'm trying to as I'm beginning to rebuild and go forward I have a very different perspective on what how much you really need to have a good life and how much value uh there we place on things and whether it's truly warranted or whether it's just superficial rubbish you know it's like you have a complete and it's not being prudish and it's not being sour or bitter it's actually just having such a scope and such an awareness of going okay I can appreciate that that vase means the absolute world to you I get it and it's costs it costs a fortune but uh, that's just not where I'm at anymore mm. you know what I mean but I can still appreciate it from your perspective but I'm not a slave to those things and so as a designer that's an interesting place to be because having that eye and knowing how to find really good things and having an eye for that now understanding that we're all at different places and this is really the magic of the projector is being able to understand where people are at and bring through the information from that point rather than saying, this is where I'm at. You have to hear it from where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. And that thing as well of being stripped back so that you can actually connect with the actual, the, the a, a higher reason for being here. It's like, I feel like a lot of projectors, like myself included yourself, have been stripped in order to bring forth a new template for humanity, ultimately, on all of the things that you're saying. What do we value? Do I value my time? Do I value money? And nothing's wrong with any of these things, but it's about how- No, 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 nothing, nothing. How do we- No, because I didn't value my time. Okay, so there you go. So because when I went into the series of the supermarket stores, what had happened there, is I'll I'll give you a background story because very valuable story to share is because I was very wealthy and at that point I become very lonely because Mm. you know it was I was living on a farm I was out of town you know wasn't socializing so much and and I I got this gig in town I did this restaurant and the restaurant was great went off like a cracker the whole town were talking about it I was like oh my god all of a sudden I'm known this is weird Anyhow, and then um, 
the supermarket that was next to that restaurant come and grab me and said, oh, can you help us? And then I'm like, oh, well, what do you want? And they didn't have a brief. They just sort of said, we just want you to make it look good. Just do something, you know. So anyhow, I went ahead and, and created something for them, which ended up becoming a five-year stint. But where I'm going is initially, I, I just charged, I think, um, $70 an hour hourly mm. rate to do that, to create this whole brand identity for them, this whole look and this whole series of incredible displays. And I went out and I bought all the props and I do all of this. And I was using my own resources, my own credit card and just getting reimbursed like petty cash. And I'm going now, when I look at that, I go, you just did not see the value. You just did not see the value you were bringing. You just did not value your time. You yeah. did not negotiate your deal. Yeah. And then when all of the divorce stuff hit and I was still doing these stores at that time, um, what happened is when I needed a contract, I couldn't get them to give me a contract because they were used to taking advantage of the rich lady that was really just a bit lonely yes. and needed a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> and now I was no longer the rich lady and it wasn't a hobby it was my gift you know and it was like so was completely misconstrued but this is what happens to us when we come in with these big open hearts that go oh yeah I know what I can do for you I just want to make your life so much better I can see so much potential for you and we start delivering it and then it just falls on deaf ears. It gets stolen because that's what ended up happening after five Crazy. years. Yeah. Stole everything. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. stole it all, you know, <laughs> and made made millions out of my little alley rate. <laughs> Same thing happened with me in education. And a school ended, I ended up creating the whole curriculum for it was an independent school because I, I brought my curriculum I brought my vision I, I was pumping money into the school it was like what and it was like at the end though I realized that was my my story it was like I was driven by my open will center to prove my worth I was driven by the wrong motivations although half of me really wanted to uh, help the society it was a drive um, to improve education to help my community and to bring forth my vision but equally, it was the wrong motivation, you know. So I had, to, and again, it was part of this dismantling of the ego and who I was and getting rid of, like creating healthy energetic boundaries, becoming empowered, basically. And that, yes. so some of these things we have to go through. But let's do really go through it physically, you know, because that was, that was exactly what had happened is I had completely disempowered myself, but I couldn't see that until yeah. and don't buy that you know it was like that was the unfortunate reality and yeah and so now in the rebuilding you're rebuilding with awareness a lot yeah. of awareness yeah exactly awareness yeah. And that is the key for projectors, man. Be awareness on every single level. Awareness of how what you consume affects your body. Awareness of how you talking to someone, the vibration that you experience from that person affects your body. Awareness of how you're operating. You know, all awareness is the key. And it is the nine-centered being is going to thrive through their, their ability to be very deeply present, conscious, awake, and aware. But um, let's look at Jupiter. So in a human design perspective, Jupiter, design Jupiter is 
where we can really tune into a common, uh, not a common law, our personal law. So my, my Jupiter is, is gate nine and it's about focus. And what I realized was this was a gift that I had brought in education. I can have deep focus and create a, a like reduce a lot of complex information down into a very organized way so that the knowledge can be organized and uh, distributed in a way that can be uh, used effectively by others. And that, but also the focus of like mastery of a skill, mastery of a, of a vast uh, corpus of knowledge and development. That brought me expansion, that brought me blessings. So when I was in alignment with that ability to focus, my blessings in life expanded. When I, and so when I started to move out of education and I moved into energy, I started to understand yeah. where focus goes, energy flows. And so I started to understand intention and attention. So mm. I started to move from the physical understanding of how this, this skill, this law, this ability to be focused on the yeah. physical realm in a specific field brought blessings. Yeah. But then I started yeah. to understand it, how it worked on a metaphysical level for me in life. Um, and even when I teach content or messaging or uh, marketing, it's that ability again to zoom in, cut to the core and focus on the specifics, on the problem, on the solution, on what they need to know, what they need to express. That brings mm -hmm. expansion and blessings to me. When I wow. myself am not focused, when I am not focused on my vision, when I'm not focused on or my attention is scattered, I don't receive blessings. Ultimately, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm, so it's the law and what I found is how I've been playing with this is that when if I can teach someone to be focused that is what transforms their life that is ultimately my brand's message like be focused focus flow living in flow for a projector to be aligned they have to be focused and in order to live in flow they've got to be focused on their energy they've got to be in alignment so my gift is to teach others how to develop focus and if they can embody that they themselves will receive the blessings too so that's one thing i've been experimenting with for jupiter and i've also but anyway so i'd love to know from an astrological point of view yeah. well I'm just intrigued because um, my Jupiter's 23-6 on one side and then 2-4 on the personality side in human design. Mm. Um, and I'm completely opened, as you know. I don't have a will centre or a G centre. I wish I did, but I don't have any of those. Um, I'm just all, all open. So I'm just constantly absorbing, absorbing. Mm. And so it's been a lot to, to decondition all of that. And so, okay. So in Western astrology, we'll talk about Jupiter from a Western astrology point of view. And this doesn't matter whether you use the Placidus system or whether you, the Placidus system or whether you use the whole sign system. This is just talking about Jupiter as the planet. And it, currently it's in Taurus and uh, it's actually 
conjuncting the north node uh, which is also in Taurus as we know and our north node is our destiny and it's a collective destiny and so this is what we're moving towards and Jupiter is bringing growth and expansion to this because Jupiter's natal house is the ninth house is the house that usually rules and when we think about the ninth house, the ninth house is about philosophy. It's about the guru. It's about teaching. But when you go deeper into that, it's about expanding your knowledge. See, so it's that Jupiter quality. Again, it's about that expansion of knowledge, that expansion of awareness. It's raising your own um, awareness of your own psychology and taking that to a more philosophical level because Jupiter is the philosopher wow. he is the scholar he wants to he is has a thirst for knowledge he's the seeker of information and so he wants to absorb as much as he can and because of that his shadow nature can be where he can be greedy he can be larger than life he can be that foot in mouth disease you know where he sort of speaks before he thinks because he's so big you know he can't see where he's putting his feet or his words he can tremble over tremble uh trip over himself and so this is the other quality of Jupiter or he can have an appetite that's too big for him to manage or he can have an insatiable desire to want to be a part of everything like the wandering minstrel you know mm -hmm. that's the Sagittarius energy of where you know jack of all trades master of none type quality because he has this insatiable thirst for knowledge that he wants to learn a bit of this and a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of this and so that comes back to that focusing point you know that you were speaking about and now um Jupiter being in Taurus currently because Jupiter works in 12 year cycles and we're in Taurus at the moment and he will be in Taurus for 12 months and then uh so you what we do is we look back and we say okay 12 years ago Jupiter was entering Taurus what were you doing 12 years ago what things were coming to fruition what things were you seeding in? What aspirations were you um, starting to seek? What further knowledge were you wanting to gain? You know, like these Jupiter qualities, where were you wanting to advance your skill set and your studies? You know, where were you wanting to expand on yourself more and dig into more ideas and more inspiration uh, to feed that uh, growth? And so then over that 12 months, over that 12 years, what happens is we gather things and we don't realize that we're gathering these things. And then what happens in these Jupiter cycles is that we get to the end of that cycle and we realize that Jupiter blesses us with something. It blesses us. Either it brings something towards us that we'd been working towards all that time. And we realize that each task that we encountered during that 12 years has accumulated to something that is bringing us benefit at this perfect time and place that we've just been gifted this new opportunity. And even though we didn't prepare ourselves for that opportunity per se, Jupiter had been preparing us behind the scenes that we were unaware of mm. and that's sort of the the blessing of Jupiter that comes as the surprise when they say oh Jupiter is about abundance it's about growth and expansion he can bless you with these things but he yeah. can also take things away 
Yeah. You know, if you've been excessively greedy, he can remove things because Jupiter is also ruled. He's in alignment with Ganesha and mm. Ganesha in yoga, as we know, is the God that can remove obstacles, though he is the God that will bring obstacles to the mm. ignorant if he feels you are not ready to yeah. receive the blessing because the student has not focused. The student has not done their work. So then they don't receive the blessing. Instead, they receive, uh, you know, they receive an obstacle that prevents them from receiving their blessing, which yeah. is usually to do with their ignorance, yeah. you know, and that, that's, the, that's the journey of Jupiter. And at the moment, it's with the node. And I find that so interesting because the node, as we know, function with the moon and the, and the movements of the moon. And in yoga as well, um, Ganesha's mom was the moon she ruled the moon and so we have uh, Chandra and Ganesha and so that's why he has the crescent moon with him as well you know because he has this relationship with those feminine qualities but the moon is our emotion but it is the messenger it is the messenger that takes us from the illumination into the seeding you know where it falls away so we illuminate and then we fall away to then accumulate and then illuminate. And it's sort of that feminine cycle. What would be a practical thing that people could take away to work with Jupiter for over the, for the next 12 months? For the next 12 months with Jupiter being in Taurus, we have to work with our values. So what Jupiter wants us to do being in Taurus is to understand what you truly value. And this is where I was going before with um, true wealth, understanding wealth. So we might think having $6 million is wealthy, though, is it really wealthy? This is the question. And this is what Jupiter is asking us to do. Is it really wealthy? Because somebody that can not have to work, doesn't have $6 million, lives in a simple place, but they don't have to work and they can go and do their photography. They can hang out with their grandkids. Um, you know, they can make lunch when they feel like making lunch. To them, that's wealthy. Yeah. Do you see? And so as we go forward, this is Uranus now that I'm speaking through and yes obviously uh because uranus is also in taurus so he's wanting to have a strong voice in this as well because this is the movement of change and this is the north node that i'm speaking about in how the collective is changing their destiny and their focus and what they're moving towards now and what we prized and and valued in the past has shifted and it shifted when jupiter and saturn met at 2020, they had the grand conjunction in Aquarius, and that was the initiation of air, where we've moved from 200 years of being in Earth, now we've moved into air. And so now we're already seeing that we're starting to fall away from these earthly uh, realities of top-down in thinking of wealth, you know, it's all about top-down, or he who has more is wealthier it's like no actually he who has more is more burdened 
Mm. You know, he who has more has a lot of weight on his shoulders. It's heavy as the heavy as the head that wears the crown, as they say, because they have a lot more responsibilities. So Jupiter is also about be careful what you wish for, because sometimes we can be wishing for something. It's that insatiable appetite. You know, you might want the feast, but can you digest the feast? <laughs> you know? It's fantastic. <laughs> really fantastic but I think I want to jump in there as well and say this is why a lot of the work that I do with my clients and what my vision is for my work the aligned business accelerator is about creating an aligned business rooted in values how you want to live your life not from the ego but from the soul's goals you know yes, that's that's really drilling into what do I truly want and building that this is the year for you to be doing that because this is the year Jupiter in Taurus is the year to ground in and really root in these um, ideals that you have, these philosophies that you're developing, these teachings that you're wanting to bring forward, these um, obstacles that you can see need to be removed. You know, this is the year for that because when we think about it, Taurus is the bull. What did the bull initially do? It plowed the field. It troweled the ground to lay the seed, to lay the ground for things. That's what this year is. So land, people wanting to invest in land, you know, land could be beneficial this year for them finances this is why finances are a big talk at the moment because Taurus rules wealth it rules money it rules gold it rules minerals it rules the earth it the earth's riches agriculture food all of these things this is why these things are being brought to our attention and if we think about it when we had the 2020 ordeal for that two years and the cycle of all of those events that went on, it was the essential services that were seen to be needed the most. You know, it wasn't the lawyers. It yeah. was the essential services that were needed the most. And so this is where we've had it all wrong in where we've placed our values. And this is what this year is all about. So if people want to take something away from this, it's to really get clear on what you value as an individual for yourself and for the generations that, you, that are coming behind you. And to understand how you care for your body, what you put into your body, what you put on your body, yeah. you know, and and what that includes what you wear, like where are you putting your money? We vote with our dollar. If we are investing in companies that are exploitive, then we are part of the problem. We're not part of the solution. 100%. Beautiful, beautiful. This was such a fantastic it's not even a HD chat. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but this was fantastic. <laughs> this illuminated, you illuminated so many vital things, not just for myself, but for everybody watching and that we can all, those who are the conscious leaders, these are people who are ready now, who have been stripped, who are walking around going, I'm walking in transition. I don't know what is going on. And I think you've really brought some very grounding and practical um 
insights to why they're going through this transitional phase and what they need to how they need to actually breathe get breathing get present let go of the external um distractions of what they think and tune into what they're being what their soul is asking them to guide and and bring forth going forward because even for me um I am going on a massive initiation right now where I've been working again. I've been like in 2020, I did my year of shamanic training and that was a year of like zoop, going, working with the earth, working with spirits, blah, blah, blah. And now this year it's happening again. It's like I am being initiated into deeper levels of purity of consciousness and working with different kind of frequencies in order to really be able to do what I'm actually meant to be doing for posterity, for the future generation. Yeah. It's not an individual thing anymore. For me, for no. you, for us, it's like what yeah. are we doing for ourselves, for the community, for the for future, you know, the world. It's oh, I get yeah, it's so true. I get so excited about it because I've written a whole paper on designing a village, right? Because I did that big development. And how how we could create sustainable villages to live in rather than these urban oh, houses that are on top of each other that still don't take up any more space, but yet they actually facilitate so much more for that community and so much more wellness in that community. Ooh. And yeah. we have to restructure so many things, but it's going to take some innovative vision and visionaries to be able to seed this into people's brains to start to think this way, because we have so much of the old still part of us that we haven't deconditioned all of that and we as projectors know how hard it is to decondition so you can only imagine how much of the world is going to struggle in trying to decondition a lot of their program thinking and we worry about energy costs and but we've got to realize that we we were starting to get to a stage where an average house was a five bedroom house with four bathrooms. Mm. I mean, you, we've got to start to realize that, well, that's a drain. Even if you've got the money that can support providing the energy to facilitate that, what I'm trying to say is put that aside and just ask yourself, can the earth supply those sorts of resources to that level of, of excess when it, maybe you only live in three rooms of that house if you're really honest yeah and you know personal, maybe personal. maybe we've got to start to look at those things as well you know where we've had houses that have had big dining rooms that we don't utilize you know mm -hmm. so it's a restructuring of many many things this is a bigger there's a bigger picture to this as we go forward we're really as you said just being initiated into it and it's interesting that you're having the ebb and flow as well. Cause I, I'm having that too, the wax and the wane where yeah. I go, I was on fire. I was ready. What happened? Now I'm not. Me it's too. like, what happened? You know, it's just this timing thing. It really is this timing thing. It's a waltz, you know, yeah. it's a real waltz. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I really, and I'm glad that we can both stand here as role models and say, because there are people, you know, because their focus is on helping people to make money, helping projectors to make money. And yeah, I want to help projectors to make money. But I really want you to understand your timeline. 
I want you to trust your own inner guidance on your own journey and understand that we will wax and wane. And as you step into your leadership role, you're going to meander along a road and that road might be five years. You, you don't, you, that you follow your own soul and your own timing. And we're just being super honest. It's not always about, you know, getting out there, getting your business. It's honoring the ebb and flow. That's of your own inner timing. Yeah, because we've been sold too many of the marketing spiels. This is what's happened. We've, we've fallen in love with the poster boy all the time or the yeah. poster girl or the poster they. Yeah. It's like we've just fallen in love with that. And, and we keep thinking that because we're not that, then we're not successful. Yeah. But perhaps we are successful, but yeah. it's how we're valuing that success. Yeah. So this comes back to our dear Jupiter again. We've come full circle whether it's like this is where our attention is our attention is placed on where are we raising our awareness how are we developing our philosophies and where are we starting to place our value now now not where we did not what we've been taught but now because we're changing if you've noticed I I am not the same person as I was last month you know, if I tune into it energetically, I am not the same person I was two weeks ago. That's how much I can feel the energy shifting constantly. Even my thinking isn't quite where it was two weeks ago. And I go, wow, this is a wild trip. I'm shifting all this time. You know, like you've got your fundamental foundation. I'm not saying that. but And it's not like an amnesia either but what i'm saying is that the frequency and the drivers are shifting and adjusting all the time yeah fantastic thank you so much mm. for coming in giving us your energy your ideas your inspirations it's just going to be so valuable for anyone for the soul people that really this was message was for it will be received and i'm going to be uploading it onto youtube and actually putting it on my profile on my Facebook as well, because those souls who this message is for will come and they will receive it because it, and it is so valuable. It's actually, um, a lot of it's for me as well. <laughs> there was one point yeah. a minute ago, you said something and I got the tremor of truth and it was like, yeah, and I can't remember what it was, I have to rewatch. But um, I'm not really yeah. gonna close my diary for the rest of the day. I've got one client call at um, 3 p.m. But what I'm going to do now, I'm going to go and have a salt bath and then I'm going to eat some dal that I made yesterday and then I'm going to go and just sit in the garden and just meditate and just be absorb and allow your words to enter my cellular memory and just hear. Because even Ganesha has popped up for me quite a lot recently in my meditations, wow. in other ways. Oh, oh, yeah, I've got a tremor of truth. So I need to, what yeah. I'm saying right now is I need to go. yeah. I got that too just as you got that I got all these bumps over me too and I thought okay Ganesh is here he really wanted his voice to be heard today yeah. and that is how they work the angels work with me through frequency of my voice they've told me this that um they work with my voice that when people listen to things that I've said when yeah. they re-listen they hear more all yeah. the time and the vibrations of my voice has an impact on people as well so mm -hmm. I trust you know that this yeah. is what they they say and that I share and I know that it does shift people in lots of ways but I can be very rich with ideas and just be a, a stream of all of those things so anyhow I'm very grateful very honored that awesome. you brought me on thank you very much
I was just going to say, if anybody in the group wants to speak to Della Rose, wants to get an astrology reading, wants to have mentorship, she's yeah. got a Patreon, yeah. she's got a YouTube channel, we'll drop the links, reach out, connect, yeah. collaborate, create, connect, collaborate. Yeah, yeah. Fun. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'd love to do, what I'm really keen to do is to develop women's retreats yeah. where women, whether it's a retreat online, but preferably in person because it's so much richer in person and I feel like we need to have more opportunities to gather but yeah. to have retreats where we can actually workshop through these things where people can ask the the weird questions that they'd normally feel self-conscious to ask it's like mm -hmm. I say no please ask those because those actually are so rich yeah. with gems yeah. and they usually sparkle to me when people ask me strange questions instantly I'm showing exactly where their mindset is and I know exactly how to pull them from there immediately you know so I like the weird questions bring them on <laughs> bring them on and drop them in the comments reach out to her dms let's be let's collaborate let's connect let's yeah, be yeah this is that cooperative this is that networking because see that's oh gosh that's um uh uranus you see because uranus works like grids you know how the grids have those electromagnetic fields over the earth that's uranus uranus is a grid it's like that it's a network of frequency which is yeah. what the net the website's all about the net you know whereas yes. capricorn the earth that we've been in has been this you know the pyramid i climb to the top I work so hard yeah. I make all money it's all about me you know but I'm here to bring hecharchy I'm here to do it and I started doing it in the school like the the, the structure of the education of the like the, the leadership the, the teach like empowering the students to create emotional intelligence the whole culture was about hecharchy and then I read it in GP and I was like fuck this is what I was doing in the school and I was like I this is what I mean like a lot of the time, if you actually just tune into your own self, you'll follow your design, you'll follow your gene keys. And then when you read it, it's just clarity and confirmation. That's why it's about following your own soul, because you've already, if you just tune into yourself, you get clarity. Oh my God, it's so funny that you say that because I remember gene keys, right? Because I'm the genius freak. I'm 61, 62. And I remember listening to it when Richard was reading it out. And I just went, what? Yeah. So I just don't do anything. I do yeah. nothing. I just sit down and put my feet up and just enjoy my life and yeah. find things to do between the pauses. Because he said, the biggest problem that you'll have is finding things to keep you occupied between the pauses. And I'm like, really? So I don't do anything. I just wait. It's just the doorbell rings one day and there it is, poof. And it's like, yes. And I've had so many human design people say that to me. I mean, I go, no, can I really believe that? Is that true? Because yeah. it's such a freaky thing, right? But it is, apparently it is. So now life has brought me to this place and it keeps testing me just where it keeps taking something away that I go, all right, I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to put my feet up and wait for the doorbell to ring. The more you surrender, <laughs> that's the thing. But you do it in joy. It's not, it's a frequency thing. It's your initiation. That's what happened to me. It was like, you know, gone, gone, nothing, nothing, uh, like everything gone. And then, oh, how can I wander the earth and be completely at peace and deep in trust and, and it's embodiment. You can't intellectualize it. And once you are doing yeah. that and the frequency shifts in your body and you're truly like at peace with it, 
boom, bam, everything flows to you. Like yesterday with all those clothes. <laughs> but anyway, I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to wrap it up because um, I need to get that so sorted out. <laughs> yeah, we keep going, we keep going. All right, thank you everybody. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Jess. I loved it. It was thank magic. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. All right, I'm gonna stop the, I'm gonna um, stop the recording and I, no, I'm gonna stop going live. Thank you, people. Stop. Bye, everyone. I'm going to stop the recording. Uh, how do I do that? More. Pause recording. No, 